0: I just had such a fantastic conversation with Eric Nevins. I know it's going to bless you. You probably clicked on this episode because maybe you've launched your podcast, but you're not really sure how to grow it. Maybe you're growing it, but you're not really sure how to monetize it. Well, we cover some of those things and talk about how God is mobilizing Christians' messages through podcasting. So I know this episode is really going to bless you, so Reheat your coffee if you need to, and sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the She Can Share podcast, where I am going to help you arise and shine as the woman of influence that God is calling you to be, where you are going to learn how to share your God-given gifts, talents, and abilities with the world through content creation and by just being who you are you are meant to let go of shame, guilt, condemnation, and fear, and arise and shine and be the light of the world. So whether you're here to grow your influence, grow your business, or just learn some content creation tips to express Christ in you, I want you to know that I'm here for it. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have an incredible guest on the show today, Eric Nevins. He is the founder of Christian Podcasters Association, and and he holds a Master of Divinity from Denver Seminary, and he still lives with his wife in Denver and his four children. But this is the thing, guys. I've known Eric for maybe a year. I think it was a year we met at um, the... Oh my god! Oh my gosh. I can't think of it. Um, podcast, podcast.
1: We met at Podfest. podfest.
0: Yes. We met at podfest and he's just such a, such a fantastic guy. We get on calls each week. We're with a group of other people that were building out a media agency. And every single time Eric gets on the call and shares something, I just feel like we're on the same page. He really just has such a heart for really demystifying the walk of faith the journey of faith and kind of deconstructing some ideas that are unhelpful to Christians. <laughs> and he has such an incredible background and he just has such a great heart. So I wanted to invite him on the show because I yeah, I know you guys will love him as much as I do. So Eric, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. It's been fun to get to know you two over the last year or so. And uh, I mean, you're a rock star, so it's, it's uh, great to be here. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eric, I love, I feel like you, um, (laughs) Eric has this whole story about being in bank, no bank jail, (laughs) uh, job jail. jail. Yeah, Yeah. Being in job jail. Tell Eric, can you just like give, give everybody a backstory of where you came from, how you got into doing what you're doing now?
1: Yeah. Okay. So this can be a long story or I'll give you the short version. I, uh, spent to mention my master divinity. I spent nine years cramming a three-year degree in. So I was kind of during that time going to school, working. We had young kids trying to do some ministry, get some experience, that kind of thing. Then I graduated right as the economy was tanking, right? Beautiful timing. Thank you, God. That's great. Um, so I ended up staying the in the financial world, which is not, if you know me at all, is not really where I belong. I'm not a kind of button down guy. I'm way more casual and just not interested in that kind of stuff. So, uh, and I do call it bank jail because I would go to a six by six cube every day and not come out until somebody told me it was time for lunch. Right. I was just felt stuck every day. I could feel like a little part of my heart was dying as I would go in. I would be so upset and not even with the circumstances, but with myself, because I couldn't get a, get out. I couldn't find a way. And I was kept trying all these different things. Nothing seemed to work. Well, At one point I changed jobs. I spent 10 years in a call center, either like customer facing or eventually I moved to like the help desk that the frontline reps would call uh, for help because I was kind of had all that experience and I could help them. Um, But eventually I kind of moved. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I moved to like the operations, the back end. So I caused the trouble that customers had to call in for. So I was, my job was literally to bounce people's checks block their debit cards, close their accounts, all of that kind of, kind of stuff. Like my job was to ruin people's day for a living. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, okay, that was, that was always just kind of fun. But in that process, this is how God works, right? Like it was a kind of messy situation that made me go, I'm done with this. I'm moving somewhere else. And I get into this job and I start, I kind of learn it. And then um, what that afforded me is I kind of had to work every day for a you know, for a living I had to click buttons and, and stuff like that. I couldn't read blogs anymore. Cause I was an avid reader of like blogs and politics. I love politics. Although now it's kind of messy. Right. But um, I used to read so much. I had to switch to audio because I could listen, but I couldn't read anymore on online. So I switched over. I'd li- I would listen to 40 hour audiobooks in like a week, you know, or like week and a half I would. So I did a lot of biographies and that kind of stuff. But I also discovered podcasting and it was during that time I was listening to people like Cliff Ravenscraft and Amy Porterfield and uh, Pat Flynn and Michael Hyatt, Jeff Goins, all, all these different people who are kind of like, uh, I would call them, they were at least luminaries to me, John Lee Dumas, kind of those those people in podcasting that were doing big things. Um, many of them I found out, not all of them, but many of them were believers and it really struck a chord with me. It helped me. I went to two things. One was the philosophy. There's a philosophy of give, give, give before you ask to receive, right? Like give and just give it all away. And then when people say, Hey, can I get more of that? This is how you can get more of that, right? Which is what we do in online business every single day. And that really appealed to me. It was very different than what I was doing uh, in my in my life. And it was the freedom that I that I heard about, you know, that you could build something out. You could take a message and an expertise that you have and turn it into something that really helps people, serves people, which I was desperate for. Right. I spent a whole bunch of time trying to create some value in my life so I could help other people. Couldn't, you know, didn't that didn't exactly work out the way I expected. And so that just really appealed to me. And I discovered podcasting. I started thinking about uh, what would I do if I were to put together a podcast, what could that look like?
0: That's so awesome, Eric. Man, so you got into podcasting. So you're in job jail, get into podcasting. How did you get into doing this full-time?
1: So in 2016, I started my podcast, but there's a little bit of a backstory. So let's back up a little bit. 2014, I had the idea for my podcast. I still remember kind of right where I was when I started thinking about it uh, at our church. I was just like, oh, that's I could do it that way. My background uh, in my studies was the spiritual journey. I was very interested in how do we grow as Christians. That just matters to me because I felt like, you know, I didn't see all the kinds of things that I see in the New Testament from Christians in my little, little church, right? And I was like, "What's why is that? What's going on? So I studied that. And so I decided to start when I started thinking about how could I start a podcast, I wanted to tell the story of the spiritual journey uh, in a much broader swath. So I often say when I was a kid, the story that we were told, maybe you heard this too, people would get up and tell their testimony, right? And they would say, my life was terrible. Then I met Jesus and now my life is great, right? Mm-hmm. That's the story. And it ties everything up in a bow and it's lovely except for all the other things that happened in life, right? So for the rest of their life, like there's just all these other things that can happen that we're like, wait a minute. And what I wanted to do is contribute to what I think is a really long history of Christians, of God's people, let me put it that way, um, documenting the dark night of the soul and the times of God seems like, hey, you're not holding up your end of the bargain, all that kind of stuff. Um, So that's what I do. Uh, started my show halfway there. That's kind of how I got. So I start, It took me two years to do this whole thing. Had to hire a coach myself, but help me figure this out. And he did help me kind of get over that motivation and the imposter syndrome that will shut you down and all those different things. Um, until finally, we launched on uh, September or on uh, sorry, June seventh, twenty sixteen. So then I started. I made a key choice there. I decided like, hey, I'm going to publish every single Monday. No matter what happens, I'm gonna put a put an episode out. Um, so that's all kind of backstory. Like to, to that, it starts to do pretty well. Um, then there was some other stuff that happened, kind of, and I was kind of planning. Like, I want to get out of here. I want to I want to start something. I started Christian Podcasters Association as a Facebook group, which is still in existence today. And I start thinking, there's probably something here that I could teach people and help people kind of encourage them um, to do their things. Probably a business here. Then in 2018, another another kind of messy thing at work. They started measuring kind of what we were doing in different ways, and like having these stand-up meetings every morning. Like, hey, look, you know, Bob didn't did decline the most check or whatever it was. Like all these things, and I was like, this is I'm not, I'm not in high school. I'm not doing this. So I, I was like, we got to get out of here somehow. Um, and so we figured out a way. Uh, I would not recommend. Probably I I could have waited about two more years to leave my job and I wouldn't, that would have been a good thing uh, for me, but I don't think I would have ever gotten to, I wouldn't have grown as fast. Right. And so I left my job in 2018 and uh, started going, what do I do now? And it was funny within a month, my wife said, you're a totally different person. So I, I had no idea the kind of stress that I had been under and the kind of like that inner kind of turmoil that I had. Um was so prevalent and so strong,
0: wow, and then you got to doing what you love to do, and it totally changed for you, wow,
1: yeah, absolutely it was it's um I mean it's been hard it's interesting i I kind of had to use this metaphor even at that time, and I think it's still appropriate because I live in Denver, so there's uh you, you can see the mountains and like from Denver, you can look out it and there's kind of the front range, there's these um little they're little there's foothills, right? Where they're they're big, big hills, uh, kind of in the, on the Western edge. That's where like Red Rocks is where all the famous concerts are, right? Like kind of up in the hills. And then, uh, but those are the small ones, right? So like you, you climb them, but then you got, you go over those and there's others, but in order to get to those, you have to go down before you can go back up. Mm. And I think entrepreneurship is like that. Like you never get to the top of mountain, uh, without a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. But I was aware of that and it has proven true.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I echo that. That is absolutely the journey. And you're right, even if the journey uh, as believers, I heard the same testimony. And that was even in my testimony was met Jesus and life's great. But then there's all these other things that we're not talking about that people are struggling with. And I love right. your heart for podcasting that you want to mobilize people's stories to just like help people not to feel alone. And help people right. to see that the dark night of the soul is just a dark night, but you know, morning is coming <laughs> and it's not like you're bad.
1: Right. And there's key things that happen in the dark night of the soul that um, this is John of the cross. Now he talks about in terms of uh things like the seven deadly sins, you know, which is evangelicals. We don't talk about an awful lot, but his message is essentially, um, in the dark night, God takes away identities that we've taken on or takes away practices or things like that. And he gives us new ones. He gives us new identities for who he is. And on the spiritual journey, that's a really key point, right? Because we shed all this sort of expectations that other people have given us. And then we can live into who God's created us to be. And I like to call that finding myself in Christ. So it isn't just myself, but it's me in him. And I think that's really important language, an important distinction.
0: That's so good, Eric. I I truly feel like we could take this conversation in like 10 different ways and it would be <laughs> fantastic because um, you're just such a wealth of knowledge and and I love your passion. But one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show too, actually, is I'd love to start out talking about what you're noticing as far as like Christians coming out of the four walls of the church mm-hmm. and coming into the marketplace and kind of like have that conversation and then I do at the end want to talk very tactically for people that are like I want to start a podcast how do I grow my podcast and kind of wrap it up with that because you're the podcast guy yeah <laughs> and great. you you know that that would be really awesome but um I remember we had a conversation about what you've been noticing when I've been seeing <laughs> with Christians coming out of just what ministry looks like the four walls of the church so what are your thoughts Eric what are you seeing
1: it's a really interesting time to be alive isn't it right <laughs> there's just as, particularly in the church there's stuff going on I've heard it said I can't I'm not sure who this was that said it but they said that the uh, the church world Universal right seems to go through these kind of upheavals and changes in forms every 500 years or so. And that has been true. If you know your church history, we're a little overdue. And I think the information age is kind of kind of creating that just like the printing press kind of created the reformation. You you couldn't have had Luther's ideas spread so far and so quickly without the printing press. So I think that's happening today as well. I think a lot of people are starting to ask questions, um, and it's funny, I said to my cousin uh, when we were down in Florida, stayed at night with her and uh, we were talking a little bit uh, and she's kind of wrestling with this too. And I, I said, look, I think it's the people who have been the most sincere, right? The people who have done the things, right? I know like some of your journey, you're like, hey, okay, I'm going to go overseas. Let's go do this, right? Like um, I went to seminary, I got that theological education. And then we're start, people are starting to see, hey, this isn't working. Right, this isn't what I'm seeing, it's not what I'm reading in scripture, and that's a problem, which honestly that's been a question for me since I was in high school. I don't see I'm reading about this in Acts, but I don't see this in my church. What's happening? Right? Why, why is that the case? So I think this is a it's a much bigger deal. Um, and I think people are trying to figure it out. Let me share with you one other thing. Uh-huh. I, I could just talk forever, but you stop me whenever you want. Yeah, um, I love uh, I found an article in 2019, which was it was a little bit prophetic. I think I don't know that uh, he meant it to be, but do you know who Sky Gitani is? No, he's on the Holy Post. I love his work. He has he wrote a book. I joked with him when I interviewed him not too long ago that we should add his book to the canon. Like we should, every Christian should have to read it. It's just kind of, and he was like, oh okay, so okay, we'll put it in the apocrypha. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but just if people need to read it, needs it's it's one that you need they need to read. It's called With, and he describes in that book that we are not to um, what God wants for us is not to be, be under necessarily him or over him or whatever, but with him, we're supposed to live life with him. Okay. So this is kind of his his premise. Same guy wrote an article in 2019 that was prophetic. Like I said, I think um, about how uh, it was called is, um, the case against sermon-centric Sundays, mm. which was really interesting to me because as a Protestant, like that's the only thing that we get, right? That's that's kind of the main the main point. Scripture is important. Teaching is important. Absolutely. Uh, but he makes a case for returning to more of a experiential kind of a service because of the age that we're in with information. Information is not hard to come by anymore, mm. right? It's not hard. To, like I could, I could go listen to probably three dozen pastors who are way better preachers than the guy at my church locally, right? Yeah. That, that's just the reality. That's just how it is. Yeah. And they're all on podcasts, right? So go podcasts. But the <laughs> um but what I can't get is personal relationships and I can't get the Eucharist or the communion whatever you want to call it anywhere else.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that so he makes the case we should go to more of a experiential uh mm-hmm. model And I would argue even for something more like a conversation uh, as I've gotten more Mm. into podcasting, I would much prefer bring a scripture, maybe give us 15 minutes about, Hey, this is what I think this means for us. Let's create a conversation between the person bringing the word and the audience between the audience and God and between all of us. How does that, how does that work? And uh, anyway, that's what, that's what uh, I would love to see I think it would be actually more effective for a discipleship.
0: Wow, that's super interesting. Um that's a super interesting book and in that it came out then and and it's really funny because I mean this is like a this is kind of a side comment but I'm thinking of doing a in-person retreat, spoiler alert. <laughs> and as I'm thinking about like why would we do this? I'm like we really don't need more information. Like we don't, I don't need to bring in speakers. I don't really need to speak that much. It's really about creating a space for people to process and to have relationships. Like that's what we're missing. And so it's interesting that you're bringing this more in the context of church and community because you're right with the mobilization of podcasts, YouTube, social media, and the information. And I love how you brought that back to the printing press and never even made that connection. Mm-hmm. We are in information overload. And so the thought of church being more conversational is a really interesting thought that, you know, it's funny, like God, like the new wineskin. I heard Christine Kane say this at an event. And I was like, gosh, that's so good. She's like, God doesn't do the the next thing. He does a new thing. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's good. He does a new thing. Um, and I know that like, you know, we've chatted too about just what, um, we, we both have come from, um, uh, church background, which we're still, we love church. We're both still in church. You know what I mean? But just, um, our our voices are more in like business and things like that. And it's been so exciting seeing, just seeing like how God is moving in this arena. And, and I, and I know for myself when, when I was like, man, I want to follow God. I want to follow Jesus. I was like, why well, I'm gonna? I got That's church. Like I, I do that in church. And then to come in this business world the last three years and see people host business events and then after be like, hey, if you want to receive salvation, and they give their testimony, it's just amazing to me how we are we are literally going into the ocean, right, to catch fish as opposed to trying to get people to come into church. And anyway, it's just a really, I know we've just like kind of processed that and had conversations about that, but I'm just like amazed. And I'm so excited about what God's doing in the marketplace.
1: Yeah. One of my coaches says that coaching is the new discipleship, which I I really love uh, because it's in that personal relationship where uh, you, I think a lot of, we break strongholds right we change mindsets we yeah. uh move to action and i think all of that is something that uh discipleship requires uh in order in order to do it but honestly a lot of american evangelical pastors don't have time for these kind of personal relationships some do smaller yeah. churches they do right um but there's a lot of people slipping through the cracks even at mid-sized churches or or even small churches and it's a problem and it's not, so I don't want to just complain about it. I think there's something. So I think what's happening is people are finding it in other places. And yeah. so defining, this is one of the things that I like to do for my podcasters because I, I want to define their work, not just as, Oh, you're making something uh, for you regardless of your, of your niche or, you know, to build an audience or to get rich or whatever. There's a lot of motivations that we get for it to start a podcast. That you're making something because you're helping people. You're bringing the gospel to bear on your niche, right? So, like, yeah. my favorite example is Paula Chamberlain. She's one of my CPA Gold members, and she, um, she has a quilting podcast, which I just love, right? So, mm-hmm. she and she says every quilt has a story, which is great. That's, I guess, that's a a quilter saying. So, she interviews people about their quilts and why they come about and the story behind all of that. And when she, not every episode is a believer, but when she has them, they connect over, over that. They talk about it. She doesn't shy away from it. And she gets to share it and bring the gospel to bear on quilting. right? I, I think love this is, that. I think this is what Paul intended um, and Jesus intended, but I think it's what Paul articulated in, hey, live a quiet life. Do your thing and bring the kingdom of God to bear wherever you are because it is wherever you are.
0: That's so good. What was that phrase that you used, that languaging? You said, what's the gospel in your niche?
1: Yeah. Bringing the gospel to bear on your niche.
0: That's so, I, okay. This is so cool. I didn't know that you had languaging for that. I say like, what's your event? What's your business's evangelistic anointing? Yeah. Kind of, right? So I love that. And living a quiet life. It's like, stay in your lane, do your thing, Figure out the what how God's made you, what your passions are. And I know we've even talked about um the desires of your heart aren't evil, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. They're actually put there by God so that you can outwork the, his plans for your life. And then like, how are you using that to share your faith?
1: Yeah. I love that. Did you are you talking to my friend Tim?
0: I Tim, am. Tim, and I am okay, gonna talk to Tim.
1: So, cause he is the guy on that and he will, he's the, he was my first coach. So he's the guy who taught me kind of everything. So, um, but I agree. I don't, I, I no longer believe that my heart is bad. Now it doesn't mean I do everything my heart says, right. I, I, I yeah. filter it through scripture. I filter it through wisdom and other people, but, um, there are things that I know that I need to do, right. That I need to do in order to, um, Become the person that I think God is is calling me to be. I'll give just one example, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went when I was in school. I wanted to be a pastor. My very last thing that you do, you write a big long paper about all the theology that you have settled on in this in this process. You hand it in to two professors, and they critique it, and then they sit down and grill you. It's very fun. It's it. Uh, <laughs> it was just like a CIA interrogation, but no spotlight. It was just like, okay, here we go, and. Uh, one of the things you have to write kind of a philosophy of ministry. And one of the things I wrote was I want to be an empowering pastor, right? I want to be a person that helps. Like I don't, I can't do all the ministry. I want to help the people in my church discover, define, build and use their gifts, right? I want them to be able to use their gifts to minister to the rest of us. Cause that's how it's supposed to work. At least to my understanding. Well, I never really got the chance in a church. And in fact, they kind of, my professors kind of called me out. They're like, you got to have more than that to your philosophy of ministry, I guess. But I was like, no, that's really what I want to do. That's who I, that's who I am. That's what I want to do. Well, that's kind of what I do with Christian podcasters association, right? I help people figure out their message, figure out their, how their journey kind of turns into something that God can, can use and turn into a story or a podcast. And then, I set them up on, I like to call them rails, right? So it's got to resonate with two, two rails have two, right? So it's gotta be two things. Your audience has to go, Hey, that's me. And this is for me. And it has to resonate with your own heart. And you can run on those two rails for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. If you know what to do, but I get to do that. I get to help people figure it out and I'm really doing the same thing. It's really the ministry that I envisioned. That's so It's cool. not at a church. It's just in a, you know, in a business.
0: Hey, did you know that right now, the number one thing that the algorithms are pushing across all social media platforms is, you guessed it, short form video. However, you might be finding it very time consuming to keep up with the high demand of video content for your business. Maybe you're not even sure if you're quote unquote doing it right and reaching your ideal audience. Well, at Rise Social Media Agency, we specialize in video content, and we will create, edit, and post your content for you so that you can focus on what you do best, running your business. From content creation, to strategy, to graphic design, creating lead magnets, and setting up automation, we will help you create content that captures your brand story and take the weight of social media off your shoulders. If this sounds like something that you're interested in click the link below in the show notes to book a call oh my gosh i love it eric okay so let's get down to the tacticals of that because for somebody that's like yeah i need that you know one of the things that we've even talked about is like people helping people discover their niche what's the process that you like if somebody listening right now is like Yeah, I like this and I like this. I want to do quilting, but I want to talk about lawnmowers. I don't know. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, what are your thoughts on like, are you the niche? Do you need to like have a very clear thing or like, tell me your thoughts Mm. on that.
1: I feel like this is so individual for -hmm. for people, right? So I've had a a talk with a couple of people recently where I think that they, um, the thing that they're offering is very um, it's a little broad but in a good way right so like I even do this with my show halfway there so I make I, I say it's honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience So what I'm offering you is we're gonna have a conversation with just an ordinary Christian about how did they experience God right that's what I'm that's what I'm promising Not stated but kind of implied there is we're talking about the spiritual journey and how that how that works and that's kind of my method right? Um, but that's not really the, I mean, I did that eight years ago now. So that's kind of like, I've gotten better at it. I'm, I've been talking to people who, um, like one, for one of my, uh, people, her, her thing is wisdom, right? So the promise she's making to her audience is cause this is what she cares about. She's like, I just want you to be wise in your, in your life. God has so much wisdom for us. Let's, let's talk about it is that you will be wiser at the end of the conversation than you are at the beginning. Does the topic matter? So like some people will niche down on a topic and you can do that if that's a thing. Quilting is a topic, right? Um, But in her case, because of what she really cares about is the wisdom. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're making that promise. You can talk about health. You can talk to a doctor. It's wise to take care of your body, right? Mm-hmm. You can t- You can talk about spiritual issues, right? It's wise to understand scripture. It's wise to understand relationships, but there's, she can pull the wisdom out kind of of it. Right. Does that make yes. sense? So this is why I think it's really, really unique to what you love and then you got to just craft it in a way that your audience goes, Ooh, I really want to listen to this.
0: Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Cause I've been thinking about, um, somebody said recently the difference between like t- who, f- figuring out who you're talking to is you can look at the demographics, which is like where they live, yes. how much money they make um you know that whole thing versus the psychographics which is like what are their internal struggles what are their passions and when i'm listening to you're kind of talking like there could be people that are more interested in just like very practical demographics this is how you make money online this is how you make a quilt versus a transformation that's more internal dealing with someone's psychographics like man i'm dumb i need wisdom (laughs) wisdom
1: right or well yeah. Or, yeah. Or just like, Hey, I want to grow in, you know, wisdom and, and kind of Christ-like yeah. like, there's a, there's a, a line there, but yeah, absolutely. The classic one for marketing is always like dog training. Right. So mm-hmm. like, that's a very specific niche with very specific paths, right. Right. To do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good. So for people that, um, and this is really funny guys, because before this episode, I was asking Eric how I can get my microphone to work. But they <laughs> dropped it and he's trying to help me navigate it. And it was, it didn't work out. So that's why he sounds so good and I don't. Um, but I'm sure having good uh, audio is important for growing your podcast. But what are some like really, really practical things that you tell people? Like, what are the things that people think they need to grow podcasts? podcast? And what are you like, no, this mm. is what you need to grow a podcast. Okay.
1: So I say that building your podcast is like building a house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody thinks they need to start with the mechanics. And so the first thing I think of is, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to get a microphone. I got to get a website. I got to do all these things. Those things matter, but they're not the, they're actually down the road. And so let me just tell you, tell you about my house and kind of how this, how I think this works. Okay. Mm-hmm. First thing is your mindset and your mindset is your foundation. And that's the base of everything because everything rests on it. Right? So I think for Christians, there's a couple of things that, should be in your mindset i think you have to have a feel like you have a calling and that called burning in your bones right the 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 prophets say that like i just got to say this thing because i can't if i don't i'm I'm gonna go crazy so good you need to have something like that where you're like hey i want to i'm gonna do it because the second one is you're gonna do it no matter what right you've got to be able to commit i tell people commit to a year publish one episode every week for a year and see what happens now these days a lot of people do twice a month that's fine. Whatever you can do, um, it's going to grow at the rate of your content production. So just know that, but I committed to every Monday and I did that for over six years. Every Monday I had a new episode and that's just how it goes. That will grow. It will grow if you do that. Um, so, but those kind of things are are mindset kind of questions that you just need to decide, decide yeah. you're going to go do it because you feel called to, and even if it's hard, you're going to you're gonna go after it. I used to stay up late. I had to work at six in the morning and I would, Sunday night, if I didn't have my episode done earlier in the week, I was up till 11, 1130 getting that episode done because it had to be done. That was a mindset choice that I made. Okay. Uh, the second one is your message and your message is the framing of your house, right? So if you ever see a house where it's like, you know, for, when, before it's framed up, before everything else goes in, it's really, yeah. it's got, you can see through it. It's like, oh, that's weird. But that holds everything else. Everything else is hung on your message and your message. You need to know who you're helping, what you're helping them do, and the transformation that they're going to receive, that whole XYZ statement that yeah. that uh, everybody talks about. So uh, very important that if you can spend a little time, the most of your time you need to spend is on this. If you can nail it, like I said, these are the two tracks that your are tra- your podcast train can run on for a really long time. Now I've mixed all kinds of metaphors in there. So that's good. But that's, um, <laughs> so you can, but that's the whole idea, right? You, it, everything hangs on that. Okay. Second. So then this is when we get to the mechanics and the mechanics is, uh, all that stuff, your microphone, your hosting, your website, um, kind of your audio and all that. Now, you never hopefully these are things that you set up one time just like your plumbing in your house and your electrical in your house your hvac all those things you set up one time and hopefully they just work when you turn on the switch right turn the faucet it works in your case it's not it didn't work no. you have a problem when you when your water heater goes out right then you're like oh, okay i gotta figure it out so sometimes that happens but once you get it fixed up you'll be like oh we're all good right yeah. then then you're good to go so that's kind of um Key as well. So that's what how I think of that. That's why I don't start with those things. Figure out the other two things. Good. Start with that. And then, um, you know, there's everybody asks about marketing. How do I get it out there? So I think of marketing as your curb appeal after your house is up. It's the flowers and the bushes and the all the all the pretty stuff and the porch that makes me go, hey, I want to go have a cup of lemonade with Melissa and have her tell me all about you know whatever it is, uh, <laughs> social media, how she got on K- Kelly Clarkson. I gotta hear that story sometime, uh, all that <laughs> stuff. So that's what marketing attracts people. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. So you've got to share. I've even been thinking a lot about social media. I've been talking to people who mm-hmm. are like, Oh, I just, I'm so scared of social media. Look, man, you just got to start a conversation with your people. That's all you got to
0: exactly. do.
1: If you can do that, you can, you can be fine on social media and forget all the pizzazz. I would say, right? Just show up, ask a question and make it about your people they will be attracted to you so that's how i feel about that okay and then finally and then I'll, I'll i'll be quiet so you can you can uh jump in here uh is your monetization which is where everybody wants to start like how do i monetize mm. monetization makes your land productive right so it's it's all, it's all you know I, in my presentation on this i have a rain water barrel right we collect the water we uh you can see the garden and the garden you tend and it produces fruit so that you can do more of all the other things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's uh that's, that's kind of toward the end.
0: So, okay. There's two things I want to talk about, but I'm going to go with the one that probably the audience wants to know, which is how do you monetize your podcast and how long does that take?
1: Well, it depends on your audience and what you have already. Right. So if you're starting from zero, I would say, take a little while. Like plan to take to take some time. I would say, a year or two. You can do it faster um, if you know what they want, right? So if you're talking to your audience and they're saying to you, Melissa, I really want a you know a book on, I don't know how to go viral. Okay, and you're like, okay, well I can make a course for that, and then you can, you can uh, you can share that, right? But you have to do it long enough to build that know, like, and trust that they know that you, they can rely on you. They start to find your information. They like the free stuff and they're like, Hey, what else can I get from you? I would really like to know this. And then that's when you can sell, you know, create and sell that to them. That's a huge online business point. I can't tell you how many of us, we all kind of create things we think other people are going to want without knowing. And that's, uh.
0: Yeah. I think the distinction here too, is people think that marketing is a business and it's not, it's, nah. you need to have a business, right? You need to have an offer yes, that's that right. then you put on social media, then you do the podcast. So if people want to make a podcast and just want to share a message, awesome. Do that. Right? right. Like you said, I love that scripture that you used. Like I got this thing in me, it's a fire in my bones. I just got to share it. That's that's why I called my podcast She Can Share because it's like I just want to share this with you. This is so good I got to share it. But um what people need to understand is just cuz you're on social media, just cuz you have a podcast, just cuz you speak on stages does not mean you have a business. You just are really great at marketing. You need to go away and think about how can I make up how can I productize my message through a course, a coaching program or something like that and then talk about it on the show.
1: Yes. Okay, so I talk about this as Monetization is really just packaging the transformation that we talked about in the message part, right? In a way that your audience can buy. That's good. it. So That's good. figure out how. So that could be a course, it could be a book, it could be all kinds of things. Just packaging it in a way they can they can purchase from you and experience the transformation in that way. It's also so. I also want to say this: your podcast is at the top of the of the funnel or the stadium in uh, in uh, Vincent's thing. By the way, did you see his thing about uh, Vincent Puglisi's thing? but having an unconference where you just oh yeah up, I'm yeah all about that I'm going that'll be good
0: <laughs> I know shout but, out to Vincent
1: yeah but it'll be but it's a it's a top tier um top, the top of your funnel it's it's getting people getting attention and so you just got to know that right away
0: yeah yeah and I think it's funny too um, as Christians bringing it back to the mindset piece. And how you're even saying people are scared to get on social media or maybe launch a podcast i just think a big i don't know about you but i know for myself putting myself out there has caused so much humility right it's had me shed the opinions of other people it's helped me get more clear on who i am it's helped me Mm -hmm. like be okay with making mistakes because you're putting yourself out there And I think stuff that holds a lot of Christians back in particular is they're afraid that it's going to look like they're self-promoting. They're afraid of what other people are going to think about them. They're afraid of making a mistake. It's all very self-centered. And so I actually am on the opposite end now being like, hey, people that are putting content out there, there's got to be a level of of vulnerability and humility because it's not easy to, to do. Right,
1: right. And I think, don't think of it as self-promoting, right? Mm -hmm. The mindset shift on that is, do you have something to share that will help people? Exactly. Make it about them. Yeah. So if it's about your audience, then um, you need to, you have to share it. And if that's what I was talking about, like with that, that fire in your bones, right? If you don't, if the pain of not sharing it is not greater than the pain of of sharing it, then you're not going to do it. So you got to have that kind of like, I, I've got to do it to get it out there because I know it's going to help somebody. There's other people struggling like I did. That's kind of why I, I feel so passionately about people figuring out their finding their voice. Cause I didn't feel like I had a voice for a long time. I mm-hmm. felt like um, we didn't talk about this, but I was during that season, I was so, um, I mean, I was just kind of miserable, but I was really feeling like I had not really contributed anything to Anybody, and that if I was gone, nobody would really care. I mean, my family would, right? But it wouldn't wow. really do an awful lot for the world. And um, I mean, I definitely don't feel that way anymore. Like I've definitely, I feel like I've, I've helped people, and there's is podcasting kind of changed all that.
0: Wow, that's that's super important. I'm thank you for sharing that because there are probably people that, like you said, didn't find their voice, or I think you said earlier in the show today um, wanting to make your life valuable, but how do you do that? Do you have anything else to say on that?
1: Um, I just, I think finding your voice is kind of key and it's from that place of your personal, just kind of knowing, um, who you are, who God called you to be, what, what's in your box and what's out of your box, right? Like that's, you know, it's not, I taught one time, kindergarten Sunday school for like a year, right? (laughs) That's not in my box. I did it because somebody needed to do it, but not in my box today. Like I not, now would not be a thing I would choose to do. Somebody has got to do it. Uh, and some people love that. And those people should absolutely love those kids. My, my job is to help people find their voice. And so like knowing your box, finding it, um, could be really, really powerful.
0: So good. Okay. So to close up, Eric, Someone asked me this the other day, um, and I thought it was a really great question. So I'm going to ask you, what is a mantra that you live by?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Um, the hard part is picking one. So mm-hmm. that's good. There gonna, right. There there are a lot of them. Um, I, so I'm going to give you two. You asked for one, but I'll give you two. These are just quotes that I love. Uh, one of them I put out in an email this week, it's from Biz Stone. He said, timing, perseverance, and 10 years of trying will make you look like an overnight success. Mm. I love that. I've had that kind of in my, you know, posted somewhere for probably over a decade uh, because it, what it says to me is, hey, you don't have to be perfect today. You just have to keep trying and you will grow and you'll get better, uh, which is the whole thing. Like that's The whole game is is right there. The second one, um, I think is really relevant for, for Christians. It's from, um, oh shoot, I'll figure out, I'll, I'll, I'll remember his name, uh, <laughs> Oswald Chambers. Why did I, I look at it like every day it's in my email because I love it so much <laughs> Oswald Chambers. And he says, never make a principle out of your own experience
0: oh. Leave God as,
1: as enough room to be or as much room to be as original with other people as he is with you. Oh my gosh,
0: that's
1: good. I was really afraid when I made halfway there, like, what if we take all this and we just make this person's experience a principle for everybody? It's not always that way. Sometimes God will do different things in your life because you need a different thing than I need and that's okay. And so we got to just kind of leave some room for that. So those are kind of two that I, I try to do. And I think they both have helped me with empathy for myself and for others.
0: Yeah. You know, Eric, I feel like you really, truly have found your bread and butter in podcasting because, I mean, even like your voice is like, sounds like a famous person's radio voice. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? And you're It's
1: good equipment, that's
0: all. Well, though. you're doing it though, through your podcasting. But um, I don't know if you guys can tell, and I hope that you reach out to Eric and that you connect with him and even just like... I mean, I don't want to overfill your calendar and encourage people to like book a call with you. But every single time I talk to him, he says things. I'm like, man, we could go down that route. And I know that he would have so much um, knowledge, wisdom, and information about it. Every single time I talk to you, I'm like, man, I just need to get a cup of coffee and book a half a day just to ask Eric questions about what he thinks about this because he's just... You always have an interesting perspective and something really valuable to share and to say. So it's very cool that you get to do that for a living because mm. you that's like such a perfect lane for you. Uh
1: well, you're very kind and I appreciate that. Melissa. I, also, I agree. Like you always have something as well. I like, just turn that back around to you. Like you are very I think you're very intuitive, very smart, like you and passionate and that's kind of the thing I found. Remember when we were in Orlando and we were you were preaching at us and I found that video the other day and I was like <laughs> Melissa's awesome. She's right. She's great,
0: so. <laughs> Where I commanded the room and got up in front of everyone and said, "This is what everyone needs to know." <laughs> it was
1: awesome. It was great. But that—that's why we're friends, right? And that's yeah. th- this is the part of the thing. I've been thinking about this a lot. You grow to the level of the people that you're surrounded with, right? Mm. So this is one of the reasons. Going back to some of our conversation earlier, why I get so upset about churches that aren't allowing people to grow, because <laughs> mm. you—you've got—we've got to—we got, to. got to get into different rooms. I'm aim and different rooms. Like where, where else can I go that maybe I can grow into be, you know, the next version of myself, but become more of who I am in Christ because of it. That's, that's what I'm after.
0: So good guys, Eric, please. Okay. So tell everybody, I know you mentioned it, but Christian podcast association slash CPA love that. Um, especially because of your financial background.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> that's Did you make that connection?
1: No. Well, I was always, so actually when I was in um, the financial world, I was a little worried about doing that because there's so many regulations and stuff right? that we'd have to do, but it works. I mean, you're you're never going to find a completely free and clear acronym. so
0: No. (laughs) Yes. Well, talk about Christian Podcasters Association and your podcast because it's so good and everyone needs to go be friends with Eric.
1: Yeah. I love that. Well, so you said you were afraid of Fill in my calendar. No, fill my calendar. I would love to meet with you. So <laughs> if you if you have a podcast in mind and you've been thinking about it for a long time or maybe just a little bit, and you're like, I have got to take action on that. Uh, and you're a little bit inspired. This is the time, right now. Go and do it. Take action. This is your year. Um, don't wait like me to two years. I can help you figure out your message. It took me like months and months and months, but we can figure it out now. I've, I've practiced this and learned how to do it, so that you can get started. The technical stuff is the easy part and we'll get it kind of going. Um, But again, that's all about you growing and becoming the person that you want to become. Okay. So Christian Podcasters Association helps you do that. Best place to start. There's a free Facebook group. Uh, Just go to Facebook, search Christian Podcasters Association, apply to get in, give me your email and answer a couple questions. Just tell me if you, in the part that asks you what you want to do, if you don't have a podcast just say that uh, you heard me on Melissa's program and that way I'll be able to I'll know that. And then um you can either uh you also go to Christian Podcasters Association.com. We've got all kind of all of our stuff there, including our new it's it's podcasting 101. We're gonna do that soon. So if you're interested in starting you can uh let us know and we'll we'll get you into that course and get you going in six weeks. We take you through all the kind of mechanics and the, and you can get six weeks of time with me every week. And then you, they're good videos to kind of help you do all the different steps.
0: That's so good. And Eric's very good at what he does. We did a class together and he's a genius. So go and launch your podcast with Eric and Eric. Is it oversaturated? Our no. no, it's Absolutely not. Absolutely
1: not. This is Absolutely the worst not. thing. This yeah. makes me crazy. I, that look, I don't care. There could be a thousand podcasts on forgiveness. We wouldn't have enough of them, right? Like, mm. there's just, it doesn't matter. And you will bring something to your podcast that no one else can because of who you are, regardless if there's other people doing it. It's just not, don't worry about that. Just do follow the thing in your heart that God's called you to do.
0: Say it louder, Eric.
1: (laughs) Follow the thing in your heart.
0: (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you so much, Eric, for being on the show. Everyone go follow Eric, be his friend, book up his calendar, and tune in next week for another episode on She Can Share.